Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. Hello and welcome to the show. It's a WP Guru thing, as LGR would say. So there we go. Hello, Trekkie Patrick. Very cool name. I'm glad you liked it. That you left it that way. I believe that was the last time you changed it as a demo for Feral Woman. There we go. It's still here. So that's very cool. Yes, uh, my hair, my hair, what's, what's wrong with my hair? Is it a little bit, maybe it's a bit of uh, windswept. We went on a cycle earlier, so maybe that was, uh, that was why. So yeah, actually it looks a little bit, uh, yeah, could do with a little trim. I did trim the sides the other day, but not the top. So there we go. Thanks for noticing. Awesome. Also, hello, Christina. Hello, DreamLab. And hello, Rod. And of course, my producer, Julia V. Also in the house. Very, very, very cool. Awesome stuff. And Christina, you just made it in time indeed. Today, and of course, hello to everyone who's watching, who's not in the chat, whenever and from wherever that may be. So you're all welcome. Everyone's welcome as they are. One of those things. Today, we're taking a look at the sneak peek of Das Studio 4.12. Can you believe it? It's crazy stuff because 4.11 was just released literally what feels like days ago, probably was more like weeks ago. It's been in beta for over a year. That's at least that's what it feels like. And now 4.12 is already here. So we had the 4.11 official release. And then literally hours later, we have 4.12 in the beta. But it's a very, very early beta. And it's, it's very cool features there. Amazing work that the team have already done. So I'm looking forward to more of that. With early beta, I mean, it is very early in the development cycle yet. So they've, they've done a great job already, but it's, it's unstable in places. So it really is a proper beta. And I'm, I'm thrilled that they're letting us in so early in the development cycle. Very cool stuff. So we're going to have a look uh, at it today, including the forum post, in fact, that Rob made that I'll put into the chat. It's also available in the description in which he discusses what is indeed new. It's all about animation features. In fact, let me just put that in to the chat right now, just so that you can all follow along with what I'm saying. Here it is. This is new in Dastu 4.12. First of all, we need new drivers. So if you haven't updated, if you want to use it, you need new NVIDIA drivers, 430.86 or newer. I believe I've just installed the latest game-ready driver, which is something along the lines of 491, I believe. And hello, Biscuits, by the way, of course. Hello. Hello to Holland twice now. This is exciting stuff. Very cool. I really enjoyed your ZBrush video. Very much enjoyed that. It inspired me to crack on and get my feet wet with ZBrush once again. I did it a few years ago and it's just the interface just doesn't speak to me. So well done for, for being able to pull such a, such a quirky little character off there. I was very inspired by that. And of course, congratulations for reaching 100 subscribers. That is very, very cool. That isn't, that isn't easy to do. So well done. I like that very much. So for 4.12, you need the latest NVIDIA drivers. And uh, there's a new version of iRay in there. That's kind of uh, also ran improvements. There's many of the under the hood improvements. But the big things are that we have a new timeline in Das Studio 4.12 and one of which one that combines both the functionality of the previous keymate and the previous graphmate plugins they're now burned in there and you can't buy these plugins anymore they were about 30 to 50 dollars if i remember correctly 
and it's just exciting to see what has happened there. So those things we're going to discuss, where they are, how to use them, just briefly. This isn't an in-depth, this is how Dash Studio 4.12 works. This is literally just having a look at it so that you can go and have a look uh, how you can improve your animation skills there. And speaking of animations, there is another thing that's interesting here, and that's the inverse kinematics that can be set up now outside of a rigged figure. So before, so inverse kinematics is this thing that when you have a hand of a character that you want to move, the poser and dash studio have that, both of them enabled by default. When you move the hand of a character, the whole arm moves with it. And that's kind of what makes posing figures fun. You can pin those things as well so that that, that doesn't happen. You can switch it off as well, but that was previously only possible inside one figure and specifically inside a rigged figure. And now it looks like we can do that outside a figure. And what makes this so exciting is that we can now potentially, I don't really know how it works yet, but uh, I'll, I'll show you where that is so you can get, get started playing with it. You could parent or iKey merge the hand of a character to a steering wheel of a car, for example. And then you only have to move the steering wheel and the hands of the character move along with it. So that's the exciting part. That's going to make working with animations inside Dash Studio a lot easier and a lot funkier. So a lot of funky little ideas that we can, that we can do there. So let's just delve right in and have a look what it all looks like. Here it is, Dash Studio 4.12 in its old, in its total glory. And let's start just having a quick look at the timeline. That's of course down here at the bottom. It looks like, if I open it, it looks like nothing has changed, but that is because, and this is kind of why I'm making this video, to let you know where to go to experience all these new features. So the timeline itself looks just like the old one. If anything, it has less features now because we don't have uh, the frame counter here anymore, the play range and all that. That's kind of been simplified. And all the exciting and important parts have been moved over to something else, namely the advanced tab. Oh, hello, Lego Star 0820. Awesome, thank you so much for watching. That is down here at the bottom right, this little, this little thing here. If you open that, if you click that open, there's this big menu that comes up and in it, you can now choose the advanced view of the timeline and check out what happens when I click that. Whoa, extreme amounts of options happening there. So that's exciting. I'm gonna make that a little bit bigger so that we can see them all. So now you have the, the whole animation play range here, the total number of frames, and you have a range that you can type in here. This is exactly what it was before. You can also set the current frame at which you are, and of course the frames per second that you, wanna, that you want the animation to play at. But what is completely new is all these other exciting features here, like this one here, types, uh, TRA, that was previously only available in KeyMate, I believe. This lets you decide what type of value you'd like to add a keyframe for if you add a keyframe. So that's exciting. And you can switch things on and off. So if you want to only ever map the rotation of an object, you can just remove translate here. And then only the rotation parameters will be keyed in when you change them, but the translation parameters will not. So that's interesting thing here. Default is T and R. And that's just what you see here then. Like if you want to have hidden objects being animated, you can do that. So previously only possible with KeyMate. Super exciting that it's available here now. This is the same as it was before, setting keyframes, removing keyframes. But this thing is also new here. I hope you can see that if I zoom in on that. You can now check 
if you want to animate the node, the node recursively, or if you want to just animate an object or set keyframes for an object, a node, or a recursive node. And that's sometimes important if you have something like a parented structure where you have a, a node at the top and then you have three or four things below that. Do you want to just key in that that object you just want to affect the node and so forth very cool that we have that now for free so that's that's very very cool uh, this here is uh, copy and paste keyframes that's another thing you can now move keyframes from one position to another previously only possible with keymate now we can do it in the regular timeline very cool this thing here very exciting stuff you can change the interpolation type of a keyframe so i will give you an example of that in a moment how you can work with that and then, so that's the that's kind of the, the bottom part here. This here, this kind, this area, that is the so-called dope sheet. That is basically the graphmate integration, where you see the interpolation between keyframes in a graph. So that's very cool. We can look at that. And then at the top here, this is as soon as we start affecting things. This is where your keyframes live of uh, any of the objects that will be on the left-hand side. So we're going to go through that. That's one thing. And then the second thing. Perhaps I'll start with that before we deal with a new timeline is the inverse kinematics thing. So that's a very exciting thing. Let me just show you briefly what I've learned so far, which isn't a lot. So, you know, this, this is going to get you started. Hopefully that you can come up with solutions alongside myself because there's not a lot of documentation on that here. Yes, that's really cool. That was a feature of this kid's this copying and pasting keyframes that was just not available. And that's what I used Keymate for. So in my in my animations, sometimes I find, hey, this between here and there takes a little bit too long. I wish I could just take that keyframe and move it over further to the left or to the right. And the workaround was to copy the parameters of that object, of that keyframe, set another keyframe, and then go to the other one, delete it, cumbersome and professional animation packages they let you do that so we'll go through that uh, but inverse kinematics the other new thing so they come up over here under create new i keychain that's very cool <laughs> i know <laughs> documentation for das studio it is just i know i know it's crazy stuff that's one of those things kavana Ah, oh, no problem. You go to sleep and you watch the recording later. No problem at all. That's why we're recording all this. Thanks for dropping in. I really appreciate that. So um, to make this work, let me just go and, and start something that, that previously we couldn't do. We could only do this when we started to rig a figure. Uh, let's, let's go and create a new group. That's just an empty group. That's in the middle here. That is mainly visible here in the... In the top right corner here, that is something that we can put things into. And then, you know, that's just, just an empty group. With that, let me go and create a new primitive, uh, perhaps a little uh, cylinder, like a stubby cylinder that lies on its side. So let's go 20 by 20 centimeters. And we want to make that uh, X positive. Uh, no, is the answer, Mike. Sorry, <laughs> it's uh, short and snappy. It is. Uh, it's correct. You could you could parent that, but you couldn't. Then uh, I'll, 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 it'll all become clear when I when I complete the setup. X positive, I'll say, and that'll create my cylinder just like this, just lying down here like so. I'm going to put that cylinder in my group, 
and this is a slightly tedious process. So now technically the cylinder is parented to the group. We need a group for this to work, I believe. Now we go and duplicate my cylinder. Duplicate nodes will be fine. Select cylinder number two and just move it over here. With a little gap here, that's, that's fine. It'll, it'll work fine. Now we go ahead and parent the cylinder to the previous cylinder. So now we have something akin to what we find in characters that we have a root node and from which uh, spring up all the other nodes. It's very complicated to do that from scratch. I'm going to go duplicate that again. Now we have cylinder three. Let's go parent that also. Just drag it, left click and drag it onto that other cylinder. I'm going to do this 47,000 times. So no, not quite that often. I'm going to duplicate that one again. Cylinder four goes on this guy. So we have somewhat of a kind of, you know, of a, of a worm or something here. You can do that with as many objects as you like. And then there's cylinder five. Drag that onto cylinder four. So now we have the whole group of these individual pieces. So this was possible beforehand. This was not, this is not a new feature. This is, this is kind of, you know, um, you can close the group, you can hide the group, then all of these things disappear. But inside the group, we now have a hierarchical structure of objects. And inside this group, you can now create an iKey chain. So under create, you go and create a new iKey chain. And when you do that, it comes up with a very interesting default name, iKey-p-cylinder and a lot of numbers. Let's just go and accept that. And that shows up in my scene tab now. That's the new thing here. It shows up here. So the thing is, uh, this only shows up when you enable the fact that you want to show iKeyChain. So it looks like under this little menu here, this little context sensitive menu in the scene tab, select that under show, you'll find a new option, which is show iKey, show inverse kinematics. That's off by default currently. Rob says once the final release comes out, it'll be enabled by default but yours may look like this, even though you have an iKeyChain object in your scene tab, it may not show up, so there we go. So uh, make sure you switch it on, and then you can select that object in the scene tab. And this is kind of where the, where the fun begins. Uh, you can also, did I actually create this correctly? I haven't, let me just go and remove that. Select my cylinder number five, I just create that again. I think that was just, should have been in the, oh, there we go. I think the cylinders are parented the wrong way around. I'm so sorry about that. Let me just go and put that up here and then cylinder number four up here as well. They were just in the wrong order. So cylinder five needs to go, oh, that's the spirit. There we go. There. So cylinder number four, there we go. Create new iKey chain. My keychain with default values. There we go. Now it's kind of at the at the end here. That's what I wanted to do positionally at the end. So now the the funky thing is, and this is why I'm talking to you about this. The funky thing is now that if I were to select that cylinder, I can move that cylinder just by itself, just like we. This is what I would expect to happen. If I select the previous cylinder, then this and the following cylinder would move. Also, what I would expect. But the cool thing now with the iKey chain is if I select the iKey chain, I can now go and drag that up and my the rest of my cylinders move with it. That's kind of the cool thing. So this is this is the new feature. Uh, I'm sure we will be able to whoops, accidentally deleted my 
A keychain there. Yeah. Come back here. Oh wow, I've done it now. Undo and redo. That was not such a good idea. That studio has crashed now. This is the <laughs> this is why this is a beta version, of course. So uh, yes, that, it does happen. Uh, luckily, I had saved my scene from a little earlier attempt there. But it also gives us a good opportunity to go through the whole the steps again. I do apologize. It is beta software after all. Let's go and bring that up again. <laughs> Oops. Yes. Karen, welcome, by the way, welcome to the stream. And thank you so much for posting that link to the beta in the, in the stream, Julia, thanks. So let's go and see if I can find my earlier scene, which I have started with there. It was not the retro test scene, it was the iKey test scene, that's the spirit. And that looks more or less exactly like what we've just built. Let's take away the timeline and just, uh, should have really saved that. Okay, cool. So what I haven't done is drag all these cylinders on top of one another. So let's just let's just go and do that. Cylinder one is grouped to the group. Cylinder two is grouped to the first one. Three is grouped to the second one. Four is grouped to the third one. Five is grouped to the fourth one. With the fifth one selected, head over to create new I keychain. And that now lets us move all these things with one another. Hopefully I'm not gonna do anything nasty here. So there we go, that is that is one of the new features and I think that could be cool if only I knew more about it. But this is the trick to getting started with IKEA chains that are not part of the rigged object. So it looks like you can now much easier rig your own objects. Very cool. Looks like a worm. And of course you can then animate this because you have you now have a node that you can use and play with. There we go. Okay. Good. Very good idea, Rod. Very good idea. What did you say? <laughs> um, speaking of links in the forum, did you know Mike posted this on Discord earlier? Uh, there is a big uh, time-limited sale on right now, by the way, and that is one. Oh no, it's actually not this one. I've got it on here. I've got it on here. I've got it on here. I'm going to post that in the chat as well it's uh, something like a recommended artists chat and uh, there's another there's there's many of the iron man 13 items are on sale now for literally 70 80 percent off so you know if you have some spare cash this month this is where to spend it if you like but yeah that's just uh, you know just um thought i'm going to put that on there while i've just uh, seen mike in the chat i thought you know welcome to the stream by the way mike very cool I've just done it. I've just done it. I haven't personally tried this uh, with the wheel and the character, Mike, but that is something that is my plan. I want to I wanna try this out. So I've only literally just discovered this feature this morning. Or let's just say I've discovered how to, how to show something meaningful with it. So uh, I'm going to post this into my, uh, onto Patreon. Let me just go and uh, I key rigged i'll call it uh, so you guys can can play around with it if you like i'm going to post that on there after the stream so that's that's all this is how you get started with ikea things inside a scene that's very exciting i don't know what atlas is dead boy i'm afraid uh, do you mean the texture atlas i'm only um i've only got peripheral uh 
experience with the Texture Atlas. It is integrated. I don't think they've made any changes to that. Let's, uh, I'm just going to create a new scene here and let's turn our attention now to the timeline. Uh, that's something very exciting I can show you there uh, because, uh, oh yeah, I've, I've reopened Death Studio so the timeline is now simple again to make it complex again. Let's go ahead and uh, switch on the advanced view here. Here it is, advanced view. And as soon as you switch that on, all these new exciting features will spring to mind. The first one, and don't be put off by the fact that it looks, it looks way more complicated now than you want it to look. If you've gotten used to the old timeline, this is going to grow on you. And I think this is why they have the simple and advanced option there. The biggest thing that springs to mind is that you can now trim your view range. So on longer animations, it was always very, very cumbersome to zone in on a particular part on the animation and kind of zoom in on that like you're used to from other things like video editors. You can zoom in on a part of the timeline rather than having all your 2000 frames of the animation there. You sometimes just want to have a look at 40 or 50 or 20 or 30. And that's now really, really easy with this thing here on the bottom. These little sliders here, this one and that one, you can left click and drag them. And then there's a very elegant way of zooming in on a particular part of the animation. To show this better, let me just make my animation a bit longer and then you'll see what I mean. So imagine I had uh, 101 frames here now. Then by default, all 101 or all, all 100 frames, frame 0 to frame 100 will be shown from here to there. And if I'm interested in what happens between frame 50 and 60, then I had to manually type in 50 here and then 60 there. Whoops, 60 man 60 there boom and then we could zoom in but there was no ele no elegant way of getting there slightly easier now there is and that's with these little sliders here so you can position the start of what you'd like to look at at the top here these are the two sliders that let you zoom in on that particular part of your whole animation and then you'll see those zoomed in at the top here so now I'm between, let me just position that between frame 30 and frame uh, 50. There. So now I can see frame 30 here and frame 50 here. And it makes it so much easier to see the keyframes in that, uh, in that top part here. We don't have an object, so maybe I'll create one so we can set some keyframes. Have a look at that. So I'll just go and create a new primitive. I'll go and create a cube here, meter by meter. Uh, I'll go Y positive, so the Y axis points up. And there we go. Selecting that object, I can now go ahead and create a keyframe here at frame 35. Let's go at the bottom here. This is the new create a keyframe thing. Do that. And perhaps without changing anything, I'm just going to put another keyframe at frame 45. And those are now the keyframes of the cube from here to there. So. This is as it always was, one keyframe here, one keyframe there. But the cool thing now is that, I'm gonna zoom in there a little bit more so I can show you this zoomed in a bit. The cool thing now is that you can select the keyframes in here as well. And you can either select them by clicking on them. If I go and maybe create another keyframe here just to show you that, create a keyframe here. I can select multiple. Let me just put, put another one in here. Let's be generous. There we go. So we have, we can either select them individually or we can left click and drag 
a rectangle around them and then select multiple that way. You can also use shift and control. So just click on the gray thing here to deselect them. Select one of these, hold down control and then select another one. That's multiple selection. Or you can also select the first one, hold down shift and then select the last one. That'll, that should select everything in between. I guess that doesn't work just yet. So <laughs> drag around to select all of them or hold down control to select multiple individually. I don't know, Mike, is the honest answer. You'd have to speak to Daz. I, I, I don't really know why they did that. <coughs> Patrick. Yes, you're right. It is one of those things. I'm, I'm very glad, actually, about this integration. I mean, I've purchased uh, Keymate and GraphMate before, but really without those, the built-in animation options were a little dire, weren't they? I, do you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Let's, let's find out. So right now we've got uh, frame 34 to 50. Let's have a look at the render settings. I would imagine so. And under general, uh, we can see if I now go over to render an image series. Yes, it, it has that same thing in here. So once you change that in there, it looks like the render range is also, also accepted in the render settings. It's a good point. Let's just drag this. Yeah, look at that. It happens dynamically. If I drag this up and down, we can see that it, it updates automatically in the render settings. Very good point. Well done. Yeah, so really good, uh, really good work there. Very exciting stuff. So, but the cool thing also with those, with those selectable keyframes now is that if I go and uh, select one, I can now go left click and drag that onto somewhere else. So I can go and just move that elsewhere if I want to change the animation. Not only with a single keyframe, oh come on now. Not only, man, not only with a single keyframe I can do that, but I can also do that with multiple keyframes. So if I select all of these, I can go and drag the whole group to like literally over here. That is kind of cool. So that gives us a lot more animation options. We drag those back into here, select one keyframe, make that whole timeline a little bit bigger because the, we're discussing the graphs in a moment here. Just wanted to show you that this thing here is now the cube, much like the same object that selects, that's selected in the, uh, in the scene tab. You can open this up and then you see this is the properties, much like in the properties panel of the object that have changed. In the properties, you then have uh, let me just go and make that a little bigger here. Oh, come on. Can't do that. There we go. The general transform transforms translations, X, Y, and Z, or the rotations, X, Y, and Z. So this is now all very, um, what's the word, very detailed. And in it, you can see that each of these keyframes has a particular type. So I've just set a keyframe for everything. Sometimes if you don't, uh, change those parameters that may not happen if you just rotate the the cube if i were to go and uh, just go on frame 40 now oh, let's go onto this frame and i just rotate the cube here just on the y-axis then i only get the y keyframe here so not give, only when you when you select uh, add a keyframe then all these values will be locked in and created but if you only change one then you can see that only one of these values is locked in on the timeline so very very cool but this is currently they have a little t here and that's the interpolation from one keyframe to the other so that's another thing that was only possible with uh, keymade before 
I think Keymate and GraphMate, they could both do it. But now you can actually go and change those. So you can right click and say set key interpolation. It's just on the screen here, isn't it? TCB is an ease in and an ease out. That's the regular version that was only possible with the, um, with, uh, the, with, the, with the regular built-in tools there. Thank you so much for the donation, Biscuit. That's very, very cool. I love it. Yes, I think it will be. This is very, very cool. Thank you. That may well be. That may well be. Yeah, maybe they're going to make him bigger. Mike, who knows? One of those things. Uh, linear is literally a linear interpolation, and constant is an instant interpolation. We'll see an example of that in a moment, because uh, this is like a typical thing. In fact, let's do that right now. Uh, there's several other places in which you can set the interpolation. So one is here, literally on the keyframe. If you do that, if I click here and change it to linear, then this is going to be a little L. I don't know if you can just about see that. It used to be T, now it's an L, and I can also change that to a little C. So it also changes the icon there. I suppose they could make that a little bit bigger. That would be nice. Suggestions for you, Das, if you're watching. <laughs> so yes, uh, that's one of those things. Uh, you can also change that overall for many of these um, keyframes down here at the bottom right, interpolation type. That does the same thing with all selected keyframes. Let's create a little project here. I'll stick with the cube. Perhaps actually, perhaps I'm going to go make a new scene. Don't change that. It'll change my view back to 30 frames. I'll leave this a little bit larger so that we can see what I'm doing. I'm going to change the, the full range of the animation to 61. And then I can show you the graphs in action because they take a little bit of getting used to. But it's, you know, it's one of those things. It'll grow on you. For this, I will also create a cube. Same cube as before. Y positive. There it is. Select the cube. With the cube selected, I'm going to put one keyframe in for the starting position. And then I'll move my playhead over to frame 60. And in it, I'll go over to the parameters tab on my cube, select rotation. And I'll just go and rotate the whole thing over to 360 degrees. So this will now spin the cube. If I hit play, then we can see what the what the cube does here. That's also still the same as it was before. Currently, my animation loops. That's at the bottom here. That's either the loop or I can change that so that it goes and plays once and then it stops. I will leave it on loop because then I can show you the the effect that would have happened regularly if you did it with uh, 4.11 and without Keymate. You can't change the fact that the cube speeds up and then slows down again. So uh, on frame 30, which is halfway through our animation, I'm getting a rotation of 180. That is what I expect. That's 50% through my animation. By the same logic, at frame 15, I should have received 90 if I wanted a constant interpolation because that's half of you know 180. So if I move that to frame 15, I can see that that's not quite the case. I'm getting 56.25. And that's because it kind of eases in and then it eases out again. And now with those keyframe interpolations, I can change that. And uh, the way to do that is to head over to open my cube, open the properties of the cube, and then I have the general transformation rotation options here. 
And over here, this is the rotational keyframe on the Y rotation. This is it. And when I select that, I can see the graph coming out. So we're going to talk about graphs in a moment here. And at the end of it, I have another keyframe, which is also the TCB thing. So I can now go and change, just select both of these. Oops. Select both of these and then change the interpolation type either with a right click. Perhaps I'll use that right click and change that to linear. And when I do that, you can just about see that the graph has changed here as well. I'm going to, we're going to talk about that in a second more. But now if I go and play this back, you can see that the cube has a constant rotation. So it doesn't ease in or ease out. So this is good for, for these uh, turntable animations. If you want to show off a character and you've rendered your 30 frames with the character spinning or more, then you can just go into an image editing or video editing program and just duplicate that five or six times and then your character keeps spinning. Or you can create a GIF that'll auto loop and now that loop will look just much better. That's, you know, that's the, the application that I'm immediately thinking of. But of course, there's many other things to do that. There we go. And that motion is represented in the graphs too. So let's have a look at the graphs. That's the bottom part of the timeline. You can also make that a little bit bigger here. Uh, the graph is now cut off. If you roll your mouse up or down, you can zoom in or zoom out of this. But you can also, let me just uh, stop that animation here. You can also hold shift and left click and then move that up or down if you want to look into something a bit, you know, with more detail. So shift, left click, up and down, that'll do that. So we see the same representation that we see up here with this keyframe and that keyframe. We can see those here and there. And so what the graph really represents is uh, this is a zero value at the front here, which corresponds to a Y rotation of zero in our parameters tab. And this keyframe over here, that represents the uh, value of 360, as we can see right here. So this is increments or steps here. And this is the interpolation that we can see between them. Now, if I go and select both of these keyframes again, and set the interpolation back to TCB, then we can see that the graph here is logarithmic. So this is why in the in the dead in the center, it is actually at the same point as the other one. But this one is a slight curve here. So this value is reached slower as time goes by and then speeds up a little bit. That's what that does. And the result of which is visually this. The cool thing about this graph thing is now that I can not only can I set keyframes up here in this part of the timeline, I can also set them down here. So wherever I park my playhead, perhaps at frame 15, I can go and right click on this and create a keyframe here. And that'll be a new keyframe that also has its own interpolation. And I can now left click and drag that up and down and then basically make the cube reach whichever value I want for this particular property. So Y rotate in this case, I could make that reach 360 much quicker. So like at frame 15, or perhaps over here, I'd like him to be at 180 already. And then in the middle, uh, I would like him to reach, I don't know, something else. So I can go and create another, whoops, park that playhead there, create another keyframe here. And then perhaps, you know, have him slow down here a little bit. 
and then maybe at frame 45 i want to do something uh, different i want to create another keyframe and maybe have it reach something even higher and then go and drag down my left keyframe so i could have a graph like this and that's very interesting if you look at what the cube does now so it's kind of you know it's it's creating this completely erratic pattern there and you can play with this as well you can then go and uh, drag this guy further up this guy further down so that you have this motion that your cube starts spinning very fast and then it starts spinning backwards because it goes backwards down from this point and then it starts going again and then it starts easing out again so that's also something you can do very very cool and that was only possible with GraphMate before look at him go very exciting and now on top of this you can now go and change the properties of those uh, those keyframes so these are now tcb so ease in ease out but i can also go and change that to maybe linear back to here so from here to there that's now linear from here to there i can also make that uh, linear and then perhaps from here to there actually i'm going to show you constant in a moment so then this is another very erratic pattern that we get here now and of course now the other cool thing that we can do is as if this wasn't cool enough we can go ahead and move these keyframes so if i'm thinking well this guy should really be slightly further over here you know and maybe this guy wants to be further over here and perhaps in here i need an additional keyframe perhaps over here and that'll be dragged down to about here that's like a completely erratic pattern now so look at him go so super fast Okay, so but something else you can remove keyframes too. So let's just go and uh, remove this guy and uh, left click again, right click, sorry, right click and say delete selected keys. And then that'll go away. And now I can go and maybe move this guy over here and that guy over here again. And let me show you what the constant interpolation does. That could be handy. So set this one to constant. Whoops. To constant. This is constant. So it reaches a value leaves it there and then instantly changes it back to something else so if i go and drag this one up a little bit this is good for kind of noise type pattern it reaches this point it stays there and then it instantly drops down so this is for instantly changing positions for example rather than if you want to move an object if you want to move an object from here to there and you'd rather it be at the next keyframe already without traveling there you can do that with the constant um, interpolation so it's difficult to see on the cube but you, you get the picture so basically it, it snaps back to about here as, as soon as this reaches this and that's the constant thing it's like a boolean thing it's on and off that's what that does but you can make extremely exciting patterns with this and uh, yeah let's just see let's just see where that takes us with Das Studio. I mean, this takes it to a whole new level, I think, and I'm excited to try it out. GraphMate is one of those things that I was never really uh, that fit with. Uh, it's just one of those things I knew I had, especially from other software packages. They all work with graphs and it made it much easier, like Carrara, for example, Blender works with graphs. And I suppose many of the many of the uh, professional gray packages like Maya, Cinema 4D, I guess they all work with graphs under the hood, or at least with accessible graphs. Yes, that is what we can do now in Das Studio, so that's very cool.
Exactly, Mike. That's exactly right for the camera. So you can literally just just have the same camera and then put it into different position and render the scene from there. So one of the very good applications for that is that you want to maybe render three frames of the same scene. You don't really want to render an animation, but you want to have it from this angle, from that angle, and from that angle. You could set up a camera that shows the cube or your scene from three different angles on each frame. And then you go ahead and render this as an image sequence and you have three pictures, all of which from a different angle. Very, very cool idea. That's a very exciting thing to try. <laughs> you see, Rod, that's why we're recording this, so that we can watch it back later and say, what did he say there at 20 minutes in? Yes, <laughs> engage indeed. Do you know, I think that is really all I have for you today. There's, uh, there's, this, is, this, is all I can, this is all I can show you. The phenomenal thing, is this anything else in this? Actually, what we could do is uh, play around with a larger animation. I'll just show you what that looks like in a larger animation. That might be cool. I haven't even done that myself yet. Let me go and uh, save that as well. Do you want that on Patreon as well? Yeah, let's, let's do that. I'll give you that scene on uh, timeline demo, I'll call it. And I'll give you that for my Patreon supporters as well. Um, I believe I have somewhere here probably in stuff. Is it in stuff? No, it's probably in my cloud folder. I want to show you the mouse animation. What happens if we open the mouse animation and look at it with those graphs? Not that we're going to maybe understand much of it, but you know, uh, is it in animations? Should have really prepared that. Should have a DAS fly through. That could be interesting. Uh, where is that mouse? Do you remember? Thriller mouse. There we go. Uh, yeah, there we go. Thriller mouse with keyframes. Awesome. Let's look at that. That's about thousand, um, thousand frames, thousand eight hundred forty-nine frames. That's how much it is. Uh, Savannah, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. I'm afraid, but thank you for dropping by. I'm in the perspective view here, and this is a good example of what. Uh, why these new features would would certainly come in handy here. Uh, am I looking at this? Yeah, this is, I'm looking at this properly. Look at the texture shaded view. Yeah, so this is my mouse animation. Look at him go. This is a little guy going. And we have that camera here as well that moves around. This is the one I've animated. So the mouse is keyframes. The camera's keyframe is, in fact, everything is keyframes in here. And the top level keyframes we can see here. So this is the camera, for example. These are the camera keyframes, the positions of the camera. Ah, oh, well, but you know, uh, Savannah, the thing is, this is completely free. This is exciting stuff. Das Studio is free software. You can you can purchase additional add-ons if you like, but these features here that I'm showing you right now, that's the funky new thing about the new beta version that they're all completely free for users of Das Studio. So that is awesome stuff. Beforehand, you had to pay for these two plugins, GraphMate and KeyMate. I believe you still have to pay for Animate if you want to use the full version of Animate, which is not required if you want to bring in any blocks. It's just some additional functionality is in Animate, in the full version of Animate. But these features here that I'm showing you now, they're all completely free. So woohoo! So if I go and open the camera properties here, there's I've dealt a lot with the translation and the rotation here. So let's see if we can view that in the graph here. Oh no, actually, is it? Uh, there we go. 
why rotate and all these things. So that's very good. Can I also multiple select these things and see multiple graphs? I don't know. Let's try figure it out. Oh, you can also collapse this, by the way. If you don't want to see the graph view, there's this little thing right in the middle here. If you click on that, then you can, um, you know, just get rid of it and just work with keyframes in the regular timeline. So this is this is nice. Also, if you've uh, if you've seen that, you can or you can do the the other thing. You can just collapse the timeline altogether, which is the equivalent to clicking on that. But yeah, if you don't want to deal with graphs, if that's information overload, you can just switch them off like that and um, and just do this. So this now looks a little bit more like the animate timeline here. And you can collapse these things and just literally hone in on uh, on one of those things. But let's have a look at the graphs here. They're all uh, just regular interpolation, I think. The mouse is going to look more exciting because he has many, many more keyframes. Perhaps we'll look at him. Tune mouse, let's open that. And yeah, there we go. Now we can see this this all this whole thing, which is now a black line essentially. That's all keyframes. So every frame we have a keyframe. So I can't even see that there are keyframes anymore. It's just all black. But that's the cool thing about that slider here. If I go ahead and hone in on the first maybe 200 frames of the animation, that's just much much easier. The first hundred frames of the animation, that's just much easier for me to see the values there. Now I can see these are individual keyframes. That makes it much easier to work with portions. Also, oh, that's another thing I haven't shown you. This little like light gray strip here that you can expand or contract. You can also click into the middle of it and keep the same zoom factor and then just move that around. And then as a result, you will see this, uh, whatever, 100 frame portion of your animation going further left or right. So you don't change the zoom factor. You can just scroll this thing, this zoom factor left or right. Very, very cool. Let's see where we're actually moving him. To see some see some graphs here there we go that's that's all graphs technically but they're so close to one another oh that's rotation yeah, we're not rotating the mouse we're translating him don't we mm, can't seem to see them Oh, here's this is another cool example here. I can I can just I've never looked at this animation in this view, by the way. So that's why I'm kind of puzzled myself. I can see that the I keychain here is activated in the in the scene view as well. I can now go and see that right here. I've uh, I've made these show up. That's this little parameter I've shown you before. I keychains for literally everything that's in here with the with the figure. Now this is what uh, show. Uh, I key is all about. So by default, that is off. And then if we switch that off again, then we just see the regular uh, scene here. Go close that down. But if I switch that on, then I can now see the inverse kinematics here. And they are nodes in the timeline and they can be animated individually. So that's, you know, that's very exciting stuff. That's really all I have to show you, I think. Was that it? Yes, I think that was it. Very cool. My friends, uh, that is really all I wanted to share with you. I will make those two demo scenes available on Patreon. 
Everyone who wants to have a look is more than welcome, but of course it's very easy to rebuild them yourself. So, uh, you know, that's, that's not an issue. If you do have any questions, drop me a line on, uh, on Discord. I haven't tried it myself yet, Mike, uh, but that's something I'm, I'm planning to do. I'd love to try putting the fingers or the hands of a character onto something like a handlebar or another object, moving the object and then hoping I can move the, um, the um, what's it called the character with that object that's the that's the plan one thing I want to show you just quickly uh, before we go do not create if you're trying it yourself I'll go and go for a new scene to just to show you this <laughs> if you create a new uh, primitive here for example and you're on that object don't create an I keychain on that because that'll result in uh, whoops Come on. Oh, look at that. It used to be that Das Studio crashed. Create new I keychain on that object. Oh, look at that. So now we have, looks like we have an error message. That's that's very good. That's very good. When I tried this earlier, Das Studio would always crash on me if I do this on the top node. So if you have a the top node of a character or whatever, and you start creating an I keychain, it always goes goes wrong at that point. Anyway, don't try that. Or if you try it, don't be don't be disappointed if Das Studio crashes on you. I'm sure we'll see much more of that and how it works. As soon as I find out, I'll let you know. If you find out how it works, drop me a comment on the video or drop it down in Discord. I'd be delighted to hear how this works. My friends, thank you so much for watching. Have a wonderful Friday. I will see you tomorrow for Subnautica Saturday. Let's see if we can find some copper, eh? Take care. Bye-bye.